Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from our Rosh Yeshiva, Rabbi Aviva Richman. Let's listen. Calling God into Being Sometimes we need a new name for God. The ways we've known God so far may feel limited, inadequate, or even disappointing. In Parshat Va'era, Moshe is lucky enough to have God disclose a new name, one that will usher in redemption. Learning new names for God that represent a different kind of relationship or new ways for God to show up in the world is not generally so straightforward. Sometimes we have to be proactive, whether out of gratitude or desperation, and call God into being in new ways. When Moshe first meets God at the burning bush, he asks God's name. His query reminds us that God has many different names throughout Torah, revealed or hidden at different times or to different people. Often a query about a divine name is dismissed. Here, God responds cryptically, saying, I will be what I will be, and then adds, Hashem, the God of your ancestors, God of Abraham, God of Yitzchak, and God of Yaakov, which is an everlasting and abiding name. Yet in Parshat Va'era, God explains that the name by which the patriarchs knew God was different than the name Moshe will come to know. In one understanding, the difference is that God, as El Shaddai, did not fulfill the promises made to Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and they never criticized God's ways. Moshe gets mad when God's promises of redemption backfire at the end of Parshat Shmot, and he will come to know a different side of God who does fulfill promises. Up until now, being in relationship with God has been synonymous with disappointment. Now, God is ready to show up in a new way. In contrast to Moshe, to whom God divulges divine names, others proactively name God. Hagar names God out of gratitude after a divine being saves her son Yishmael. And she speaks of, quote, God of my seeing or being seen, El-Roi. There is something subversive in Hagar's act of naming God an act that a parent generally does for a child, coming from a position of power. A name expresses a vision for what someone is or could become, and from the perspective of a parent also contains an element of expectation for what a person should strive to become. When Hagar invents the name, God of my seeing or being seen, she is not only articulating gratitude for this divine encounter, but also calling on God to live up to this name, in an ongoing way, seeing and caring for vulnerable people. There is another kind of human initiative in naming God that does not stem from gratitude, but from doubt and desperation. In Midrash traditions, we find that both Avraham and Hannah call on God with new names, stemming from their respective experiences of infertility. According to the Talmud, Hannah invokes God by a new name which no one had used before. Hannah calls on God of hosts, who created a world teeming with creatures and must have the capacity to give her just one child. This name is not merely descriptive, it is strategic. She demands that God show up for her through this quality of abundance. Her frustration and anger about not having a child lead her to engage with God on new terms. Though she cannot birth a child, she can generate a new name for God. Intriguingly, a parallel tradition exists about Avraham. 
In an almost identical formulation, Abraham too calls upon God in a way no one had before, in the language of adanut, or dominion. This is much earlier in Genesis when Abraham says to God, Vayomar Adonai Elohim Bama Eda Ki Irashana. God, how do I know that I will inherit it? Some commentaries focus on dominion adnut as Avram's name for God because of his evangelism. But in this scene, he questions God about how the divine promise to inherit the land will come true when he has no heir. God's reassurance rings hollow when God has not fulfilled even the most basic part of the promise. Avram says, Behold, you have not given me a child. The directness of this speech is paralleled by Moshe pointedly saying to God that the promise of redemption has backfired. Quote, you have not saved your people. Contrary to the interpretation we saw above that asserted the patriarchs did not criticize God's ways even when promises were unfulfilled, Abraham does seem critical of God in this moment. What could be the meaning of a name that focuses on God's dominion, Adanut, if in fact it is born out of Abraham's frustration, disappointment, and perhaps even doubt about God. One Midrash links this name to God's capacity to overcome fate, in those times seen as what was inevitable because of astrological signs. In this reading, Abram was destined to be infertile based on astrology, but God had power over this fate. The point of the name of Adanut is that God is my master, not fate. Like Chana, in the context of Avram's infertility, this aspect of God is not something he has personally experienced yet. And unlike Hagar, coming up with a name for God after an encounter that has demonstrated the divine capacity of generosity, Avram is calling upon God to show up for him in a new way that defies his fate of infertility. It is not responsive, but proactive. Avram's naming of God as Adon carries a legacy. The Gemara relates that Daniel, generations later, used the same name when praying in the wake of the destruction of the temple. Daniel invokes the merit of, quote, the one who called God Adon, Avraham. Based on the trajectory traced here, this merit of Avraham is not an unquestioning faith, as we might think, based on the traditions about the patriarchs never criticizing God's ways. Instead, Avram's merit is speaking with God honestly about his doubts and disappointments and generating a new name for God to become what Avram needs. Our legacy, inheriting the God of Avraham, is not at all static. Rather, the God of Avraham is one who is called into being based on our honesty and initiative to name who God must be and what God must do. We can bring this posture of calling into being into our relationships more broadly when we are deeply disappointed with others or with the world. Sometimes a new mode will emerge of its own accord, like God revealing this name in Parshat Va'era. But when a new redemptive facet of someone's personality doesn't simply volunteer itself, we can still choose to engage rather than give up. From acknowledgement of our disappointment and doubt, we can summon the courage to name what it would mean to show up differently. We can call others and even ourselves into new ways of being and acting. Shabbat Shalom. We'll close with a melody, Min HaMetzar, by Deborah Saxmintz. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
of Tashma was produced by Jeremy Tabak and Sam Greenberg and edited by Evan Feist. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It has been a pleasure to learn with you. <laughs>